Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. Let's talk a little bit about Noah. Noah is someone that I classify in my head as being a kind of sort of hero, or maybe an almost hero. On the one hand, he's selected by God, right, who says that Noah found grace in his eyes, and he's the one who gets to build the ark, and he saves his family, and he saves himself, and of course, that sampling of all of the animals. But the rabbis are a little bit suspicious of Noah for a few reasons. And one of them is definitely that he only saves himself and his family and some animals, right? He doesn't seem to try to do anything for the sake of other people. He doesn't seem to be delivering any message to anyone else. So I would say Noah seems like he's pretty good, but he doesn't seem like he's great. This ambivalence towards Noah is actually expressed in a number of rabbinic traditions. And Rashi is very sensitive to this dynamic in the rabbinic tradition and really highlights the ways in which Noah is in some ways really impressive and in some ways really not impressive. And one moment in Rashi's commentary that is extremely um, evocative is that he says that Noah didn't actually go onto the ark until the rain was actually falling. So he was willing to listen to God and willing to do the work of building and of collecting all of the people and the animals. But even to the very end, he wasn't totally sure and he wasn't willing to go into the ark and close the door until he actually felt the raindrops on his shoulders. Rashi characterizes Noah in this moment as being mikatne amuna. He's of those with little faith. Right, He both believed that the flood was coming, but he also didn't believe that the flood was coming. He wasn't truly 100% into the project. It was only once it was really raining and it was clearly dangerous that Noah was like, okay, I'm going to go into the ark and I'm going to find some shelter. The Kedusha Levi notices this description of Rashi's, this interesting appellation that Noah is not only a tzaddik, He's not only a righteous person, but he's also someone who is of little faith. And the Kedusha Levi says it doesn't really make sense to say that such a righteous person doesn't have faith in God. So the Kedusha Levi says what it means to say that Noah is of little faith is to say that Noah had little faith in himself. Right? Noah didn't really see himself as being righteous and as being deserving. And that kept him from being proactive. And it kept him from being the voice to his generation, urging them to do tshuva or even urging them to build boats, right? He just was not able to see himself as a voice that was strong enough to speak to other people. And a shallow way of reading this is to read it as a pep talk, right? The most important thing is to have faith in yourself and Great people have great faith in themselves. But I think that the more uh, significant way, the deeper way that the Kedusha Levi wants us to read this teaching is that it's about responsibility, right? If we think of ourselves as being incompetent and unworthy, then we also allow ourselves to not do anything, to not take on the responsibilities that are really for us. I will give you a mashal, I'll give you an analogy. Imagine you're on an airplane and somebody is, God forbid, having a serious medical issue and the flight attendants, they get on the intercom and they say, is there a doctor on board? 
we have a patient in crisis. And, you know, Dr. Rubenstein in C23 thinks to himself, well, I am a doctor, but I'm not the best doctor. I didn't go to the best medical schools. My practice is suffering these days. I'm not the right person. I'm not really a doctor, right? And his imposter syndrome, he doesn't think of himself as being the best doctor, might be causing this other passenger their life. And this isn't really about whether or not Dr. Rubenstein is modest. This isn't modesty, right? This is denying that you have the capacity to do what you are not only able to do, but also are called to do. There are also many lower stakes examples of where we fall into this trap at work, We aren't willing to be the ones that initiate a project or volunteer to head up that project. And then the things don't get done that need to get done. You know, if we see someone doesn't have an invitation to a Shabbat meal and we think, oh, but that person, you know, is much cooler and much more popular than me. For sure, they have somewhere to go or they wouldn't want to go to my house. My food is not so good. My kids are not so clean. Right. And you keep yourself right from doing that mitzvah, from taking that initiative to do the right thing, because you assume that there's something inadequate about yourself, that there's some reason why you are not the one to do it. And I think the lesson of the Kedushat Levi is to say, You need to abandon this narrative that you have of occasionally low self-esteem, but even sometimes really valid modesty and say, this is not the time for me to indulge in that narrative. Now is the time for me to look into myself for strengths, to tap into those strengths and to use them in ways large and small to really make things better and make things different. And I think that this teaching of the Kedushat Levi is really trying to push us to distinguish between what is healthy modesty and what is actually what I'm going to call a kind of cowardly modesty, right? A modesty that allows you to hide from your destiny and allows you to hide from your responsibility. And that was the problem with Noah, according to the Kedushat Levi, that Noah was able to see the problem able to understand that he was good enough to himself be saved, but he couldn't quite bring himself to the point where he realized that he could be a leader, where he could help, and where there was something special about him that could have propelled his message forward. And I think we're often, you know, in a position where we say, I don't know if I'm the best person to do this. There's somebody more talented than me. Maybe they should do it. And we might be right that we're not the most talented, we're not the best person, we're not the tzaddik of our generation. But I think whenever we're in those moments, we really should ask ourselves, is it that we really can't and we're really not competent or that we're really afraid? And we actually are these people that have not enough faith in ourselves and our ability to accomplish what needs to be done. episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for the Tish is from Hannah Raskin's debut album, Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. I, 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 I,